Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast brought to you by ThorMX. Check them out at ThorMX.com. Ryan Villapoto wore ThorMX to a victory this weekend, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Steve Mathis, as usual. This is the Oakland Supercross wrap-up, and with me on the line is uh, the RacerX online editor who chose not to be there this weekend, didn't want to go, not into the sport, not covering the sport the way it should be, um, Jason Wygant. I think uh, not into the sport. You mean not into your sport. I am ruining your sport. Yes, that's r- correct. Uh, yep. actually, Once the you're sport- the outsider, once you make an error, it's suddenly we- you against the world. The sport went better this weekend without you there, ruining it. That's true. Uh, uh, actually, our guy Aaron Hansel lives on like an hour from Oakland, so that's the one race here we know we can count on. He'll definitely be there, so let's just use him. Yeah. Uh, was it me. weird? Was it Was it strange? Uh, no live, no live TV. So you actually had Saturday night. You were maybe on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, um, I did do that, and it's interesting because, like in most sports, a guy will be injured, and they'll be like, "Oh, you'd be surprised what you learn," you know, when you're not competing. And I always think that's just like a cliche line they throw out there. Right. But I did feel like having to use the online coverage to know what was going on gives me a better idea of what we need to say and do and things like that. No. Oh. Yeah. Um, Learning. Learning yeah, a couple of years ago, I decided, well, Hansel sent the race report, and he had the 250 class first and then the 450 class second because that's chronological order. Mm-hmm. But I'm opening the thing, and I'm like, I don't give a sh- I don't care. I, I just want to know what happened to Villapoto. Who won? Right. Who won the main class? That's what I want to know first. Tell me that first, for example. So I learned some stuff. Okay. Um, yep. How did I do tweeting, by the way? How was it? No, it was good. Yeah. No, it was good. And um, JT might not know this, but um, – oh, wait. We haven't introed JT yet, have we? Oh, yeah. Uh, the other guy in the line right. is Jason Thomas. Yeah, all right. Hey, yeah. hey everybody. When uh, we brought Mathis back from the uh, depth of Transworld for one year, um, which I, I really believe we had set you up for failure there. I think the thought was that you were going to get together with Transworld and do, like, combine the – you know when observations used to be crazy and used to really piss people off, like, weekly – Yes, yes, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. And then Transworld will put out, you know, like surveys, who's the gay motocrosser, it's Ryan Dungey. We thought like that combination, I think, would just yeah. Yeah. walk the plank. Um, so when you were over there, um, that's when Twitter really started kicking in. And, and, and Brian, who's all of our bosses, the boss of all of us, and he was definitely jonesing for your Twitter skills, man. But then I got somebody yesterday that said they unfollow me. They unfollow RacerX because I'm doing the tweeting. Specifically? Yeah. Yeah, he said, uh, dear at RacerX Online, unfollowing you because I know this is Mathis. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
I thought I had some pretty informative tweets during the day. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, yeah, you got you got credit. You were blo- you were blowing up. Um, yeah. It's easy to sit there and lob grenades, you know, all day long when you right? aren't the yep. face of a company like I was last night. No, uh, it was it was funny. The all right, let's let's get to Oakland. First off, um, we'll leave Wygant out of this. JT, um, stadium, track, crowds, Oakland itself as a race. Uh, I mean, it's really just the environment. It's pretty sketchy. It is, um, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, once you're inside the stadium, it's fine. I mean, whatever. You know, once the racing gets going, you really, all that blocks it out. It's just a little sketchy, I think. You know, getting in the stadium and parking and all that stuff and whatever. But um, I think everybody. I, I would think you'd be you'd be fooling yourself if you didn't think everybody there would rather be you know at Pacwell Park or whatever it's called, AT and T, whatever yeah. whatever it's called over there in San Francisco. Well, according to Ace uh, the Feld PR man, there was a uh, forty six thousand people there, I believe, and AT and T Field only holds forty one. I think. Why well, can't can you confirm that? I think it's forty one, forty two ish. So, so yeah, so basically they couldn't fit all the people that were in there. But then again, I'm not always believing Denny Hartwig's attendance numbers. So, but having said that, it was a good crowd, huh, JT? It seemed like it, yeah. I saw a tweet that there was 46,000 or something there. I mean, it definitely looked uh, better than I remember as far as attendance there. I think so, better than the first year we were. Right. um, the, the, The stadium is a dump. Like, it is a dump. I don't know if you went down on floor level, JT, and walked around, or yeah, I've raced there, you know, a couple times. Yeah, but I mean, even like the press box where the locker rooms are, and the press box area, and the. the uh, I, I walked around. Obviously, I was there, you know, with uh, my VIPs and stuff. So I was in the right. walking in the concourse and stuff, and it's definitely pretty beat down. Like, oh, I, yeah. they yeah. need a new stadium really bad. Yeah, they do. I mean, I'm a big Raider fan, and I'm not that excited to go where they play and all that because it's a, it's, a, it's a dump, but. Um, it is, and it's, you know, the commitment to excellence just extends to the field. It does not extend to the stadium itself. 47,000 capacity at what they now call O.co Coliseum, where you guys were. No, not capacity. No, no, capacity not, no, no, it's so. not capacity. Capacity at O.com is not 47,000. That's for yeah, baseball. Maybe that's for baseball. No, there's actually more uh, for baseball when they use a bigger field. Um, okay, well, how did how did Feld say there was forty six thousand people there, and it only holds forty seven thousand? Well, I don't understand. That's, that's a question. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it does because you weren't there to see the empty seats. Oh, the, I see. In the upper row. Well, that's a whole. That's a that's a totally different question. Okay. All right. A totally different question. <laughs> I can tell you, it has six thousand more seats than uh, the one in San Francisco. That's all. Yeah, that's all you can tell. But uh, yeah. I mean, their attendance was good, but I'm not. They were not within a thousand of selling out. I stand by this. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of dumpy, but the dirt's good. The the field is. It's a long track. It was a fifty. They got into the fifty threes, right, JT? I didn't check the times today. Uh, uh, I but, saw fifty fours, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I mean, early on, it was a fifty eight, fifty sevens. You know what I mean? First practice unseated guys. So long track, and that's good. I always like that. So. I was thinking maybe, too, the lack of, you know, that number could be there. I'm sure there were quite a few in the hundreds gunned down in the parking lot trying to get to the stadium. That <laughs> right. could be the variance there. And they had tickets in their pockets. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, right. you know, dead bodies everywhere outside the gate. Um, all right. Um, 
Anyway, so, okay, so Oakland has come. Oh, JT, by the way, how is the BTOsports.com VIP uh, pit tour, Supercross party, bubble burger, eating thing going? I think it's going good. I mean, yeah. I, you know, from my perspective, it's going really good. So I'm hope, did, I hope that the participants so far feel the same. Did these guys this weekend get to meet Reedy? They did. Okay, they be, did. That's, so that's two for two now, or three for three this year. Yeah, I think I'm two for three. Because you're always three, like, yeah. depending on what's going on with Chad, he's super busy and stressed, and he's racing, and it's. But one of the things that you're tight with Chad, so you know, you have gone to Chad and said, "Hey, can can you spare five minutes to meet some some fans of the sport?" And yeah, and to be sure. fair, and, Chad can't always do it, but that's right. Good. And yeah. and his suspension issues are obviously a a huge concern for me now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right. Right. It's affecting everybody. Um, no, he's, been, he's been really cool, and it's not like it's a, a agreed upon thing or anything with him. I just go yeah. over and I'm like, hey, if you have a minute, I could really appreciate. It. You know, he's yeah. been cool, like he always is with that stuff. That's good. Yeah, it's good to hear. Um, what else do the guys want to do? Do they ever talk about who they want to meet or what they want to see and do? I mean, you told me you give them this little speech, and you basically say, hey, I'm here for you guys. Like, let's make this your day, and you know. Uh, yep. So what, uh, what, some of yeah, some of it's you know they ask for things I just can't do and <laughs> I want to can I have Barsha's bike at the end of the night? <laughs> right. Um, and I just tell them like straight up like that's not going to happen, you know. But if they have something I think that I can pull off, I'll try to do whatever I can. It's just you know right. within reason. Like they they know the things that you know I tell them what's kind of I can guarantee this is going to happen and right. all that stuff. But then there's some stuff. It's just like you know, can I go over and meet Roxon right before the main event? Probably not. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Right. It's just. I can't wait, Weege, for the first guy to say, can I meet the, the this Denny Hartwig fellow? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you think the VIPs are going to ask that, though? Uh, I, yeah, might I guess be a not. long wait. I don't know. Yeah, I guess not. Um, uh, but um, Denny Hart- we, we didn't help. We just laughed. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's good. And you're basically sold out, so I, we, we, we could pump it, but we don't have any. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple left, but it's pretty. Right. It's getting pretty dang close. All We're right. doing it for outdoors, too, though. So oh, you are? are? Inter- yeah, okay. people are interested in that. Hit me up. Uh, sounds cool. It sounds like something I would do if I was a fan. Definitely. It sounds it sounds like a cool deal. It, it actually is pretty cool. I mean, it's, you know, 500 bucks is a little pricey, but it's honestly, you know, and uh, from talking to people, they are willing to spend the money because you can't do anything like that. Like, <laughs> the stuff that we do, there's, you know, it's there's no it's not offered anywhere else. What a, so. Weege, what a pitch. It's kind of pricey. Well, it is. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, and, and from talking to people, I don't expect everyone to be able to afford it. You know what I mean? That's that's fair. Why well, can't do you feel you approve of laying out five hundred dollars cash for this? For anything? No. For anything? No. <laughs> no. For anything on earth? No. What about a life-saving operation for your daughter? Making children is free. <laughs> Mexican doctors are much cheaper than five hundred. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. Uh, okay, so. The big news from Oakland was that crash that uh, cleaned out seem- seemingly like 10 guys, including one of the favorites, Bobby Canari, um, into that second turn. Um, we've analyzed it. Swiss Core has broken down the, the, the video. Um, it looks like Chad attempts to switch a line in the whoops, connects with Stu a little bit, bounces back into Grant, uh, and just takes out everybody. Um what do you guys see? Do you agree with that? Do you blame this on uh, on uh, the twenty two? Um, you want to give Chad the benefit of the doubt. Now, one of our reporters at the race, I wasn't there. One of our reporters said several riders had told him uh, <laughs> that Josh Grant bumped into Chad first. Yeah, 
But um, coincidentally, there's a conspiracy theory here. If you watch the footage on TV, they knock over the camera in the first turn. Oh, so they that do? that view is gone. Oh, okay. And by the time they pick it back up, they're halfway through the whoops, and Chad is already having problems. Yeah. So if it did happen, uh, it wasn't if, seen if, on tape. And who were these riders? That's what I would like to know. I'd like to know if, some names. If you go to problemx.com and Swiss Corner, he Zapruder films it and breaks it down frame by frame and with little arrows and little di- little descriptions of what is going on. And it's actually a pretty good job. Um, and you know what? I heard some bitching about Chad after the race um, from different guys. We do not even going to acknowledge the, the, the riders that said Josh Grant said it because I – Oh, is that why? He, well, you're gonna I mean, it was late. No one said it. Is that why? It was late, and I don't know what happened there. I really don't. I think Lissamore uh, was on the floor and told me that it was Josh Grant, he thought Josh Grant may have started it. I heard it from, I don't know who. Um, JT, listen to this. Listen to this. This is what happened. Oh, God. Here we go. This is what happened today. So I get two. I get a story from Matheson. I get a story from Aaron Hansel last night, and they have two conflicting stories in there. But Matheson says several riders said, and I'm like, well, Mathis, obviously, he did the job. He did the research. He talked to people. So I'm going to put that in both stories because he's the only one that talked to people about it. So I put it in there. Then I watched the race on TV today, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense at all. He's not even near Grant. So I text Mathis and say, what riders told you Josh Grant started it? And he said, listen to the James Stewart interview. The James Stewart interview, Stewart blames it entirely on Reed. And then worse, Mathis himself says, most of the riders I talked to said Reed started it. Don't you agree? And Stu said yes. <laughs> so Look. who said Josh? So now we have two stories here saying that Josh Grant started the most epic first turn crash ever, but he probably did not. Uh, yeah. No. Look. I, I, what about Shorty? What did Shorty say? Uh, you didn't bring it up. <laughs> well, it's can late. I, can I jump in here? It's late at night. Things happen. <laughs> I watched I watched the video with Chad, so okay. I might have a little bit of insight. Um, basically, they came out of the first turn. You know, they were all like top four. Basically, Stu, Millsaps, RV, and then JG was just kind of back from them. Uh, for whatever reason, Chad and Millsaps and Stu all kind of like. Chad's rear, Chad's rear wheel, Millsap's rear wheel, and Stu's front wheel are all kind of like in a triangle there. Um, and they all are going for that main rut that was there all night. Um, whatever contact is made there sent Chad careening to the right. And you can see him. He's all out of shape. Like he bounces basically straight right with whoever he hit. And it's really difficult to tell if he hits James's front wheel or Davey's rear wheel. But he goes straight right from that contact, and then it's just you know, Buck and Bronco from there. Um, that you know that forced him into Josh Grant, which who Josh Grant was on the far right it wasn't Grant's fault. Um, then they Gordon kind of like locked. To, what's that? According to Racer X, it is. We have two stories. Well, they locked together there. I would like to when formally it, apologize to Josh Grant, the JGR Yamaha team, Ashley Grant, and every and his kid. Okay. Good start. Well, they walked together, and it wasn't JG's fault. He was, you know, basically a victim. He didn't know Chad was coming that direction. Right. But it, it locks JG onto the side of Chad, and then they just basically are a missile. You know what I mean? It makes JG whiskey throttle basically straight up the track. And then Chad can't turn because JG is pushing him forward. 
and then it should, you know, they're basically just a missile heading for whatever is waiting for them in the turn, and it happened to be James. So, I mean, we watched it probably 50 times over and over and over just trying to dissect what happened, and, and I can understand everybody being mad because James has no idea why those yeah. guys are going in a straight, straight line at that point and T-boning him. Grant's mad because came, Chad came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly, and Chad thought that it was James on his inside because he never saw Grant. You know what I mean? Right. Grant was kind of behind him. He, had, he thought that was James because James's bike was laying on top of his when they got up. He thought that that was ja- he thought that was James on his inside the that whole time. That explains that explains the angry Chad Reed coming by Stewie's truck. Yes, well, they're both obviously pissed at each other because. Chad thinks James drove him up the inside and wouldn't let off and then made the whole pileup happen. James thinks that Chad did it on purpose, you know, like a, went straight into him in the turn. And then basically it just caused a huge mess. And, and it all started from incidental contact going through the whoops, you know what I mean? So it's hard to lay blame, obviously. Come on, JT. If there's a percent of blame, Chad deserves the per- bigger percent. Okay, I, I'm not in really arguing with that. Wow. I'm just saying it's not like anybody went in there with, with intent of to take not. people out. No, 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 no. That, that, no. No one would say that. I, okay. I really don't. If anybody said that, I would punch them in the nuts. Um, okay. But Chad would deserves a bigger percentage of blame for this crash. And that's okay. Look at The guy's uh, one of the best riders to ever race, and, and shit happens, and whatever. But you know, Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm not arguing that. If, if you want to say Chad, you know, Chad getting all out of control – was the the highest determining factor? I have no argument for that. That's okay. I'm well, sure he would sounded, probably agree with that. Sound like you were def, you know really getting on your. Well, I'm your just saying it wasn't. There. there was no malicious intent, of which I think not. when they got up, everybody thought there was. All of those riders <laughs> that were laying on the ground were blaming each other. Uh, yeah, maybe, but that's the way they work. But I don't. None of these guys want to go second turn into the whoop section and just like balls out. And I just of hope, course not. Yeah, right. But before anybody watched the video, right, there was a lot of mad people. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, I was really and then that. so, uh, Barsha, what did, he, did was his a separate incident? JT? Yes, it was him and Dungey. Right, he hit Dungey and came slapped, together, right. and then Barsha just lawn darted into the berm. Nothing to do with the crash. Com- at the no, same completely time. Yes, right. separate. Yeah. Um, is Reed okay? I guess the first choice because he, after picking his bike up, uh, not the Chad Reed I expected to see. He's sore. He's fine. I mean, yeah. bike, you know, nothing. Was the bike bent up, though? Because he No, a... I think he was just right. a mixture of frustrated, sore, pissed yeah, yeah. off. Right. You know what I mean, it's when you, when everybody gets up that mad, it's hard to really focus on what, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just think there was a lot of, right. like, he was, was so ready to get back and start yelling at people about, you know, I think he was mad at James. I think he was right. mad at everything. Right. Hard. I, I just think he didn't ride very well. Um, let's, let's, let's tackle some of the other guys before we get to the, the guys who finished and rode great. Uh, hey, can you blame the whoops after the start? I had a guy named R. Carrico ask me on the afternoon. He said, hey, I'm looking at these practice clips. There's whoops right after the first turn. Likelihood of pack guys wadding up. I did uh, hear that. I heard that from multiple people, actually. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, we had a triple after the first turn in L.A., and that caused an accident, you know, with Ryan and Trey. Um, that wasn't – that was like – they went through a whole rhythm section before they got to that. Trip. Well, but there's still the point was the pack was bunched up and there was a triple close in the beginning of the race. I guess. Uh, what are you gonna do? I mean, what are you gonna put? You know, yeah, like, I'm just telling you what I heard. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Right. I'm not justifying it. Left hand, or right hand turns. Right hand first turns. Ah, you know. And then I asked Kevin Windham, and he goes, "Yeah, we've all been riding since we we're five years old. You know what I mean? We all know the break is where the break is and how to do it." 
So, you know, I just feel like it. it you can't win. I, I wouldn't. Okay, well, let's talk. To, I mean, JT, do you feel like that's legitimate gripe? Um, the whoops weren't that big or anything. I, I understand that. It's. A, I think it's legitimate. I just don't know the answer. If you put a triple there, it's a problem. If you yeah. put whoops there, it's a problem. If you put a rhythm section where people are going to try to trip, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. going to be a problem. It's just really hard to find happy medium. And it's not like they can just apply one thing. I mean, there's different tracks and different layouts. And, you know what I mean? You're going to run yeah. into this issue, I think, right. regardless of what you put. Okay. So, um, two DNS for, for Bam Bam. Um, and I think this one was pretty good. He looked like he was out for a little bit as he laid there in the berm. Um, do, do, do we do – we, is this just – does he come back next week? Do you think he misses a race, JT? Does he – I mean, do they just say, hey, go – you know, he bashed his head in the bars and broke his nose, he thinks, or maybe not, and then uh, this weekend another probably hit to the head and hit to the body anyways? I think at this point – and I can't speak for him. I don't know how he well, feels, but I, I would like to see him sit out maybe a week and recover a little bit just because at this point the championship's yeah. pretty much over. Yeah. Um, and it's his first year, and I'm sure he's really sore today. And I, honestly, I haven't really seen him on form since since Phoenix, right? Um, he he really didn't look like himself too much, I thought, at Anaheim too. And then uh, before you know, before he crashed, and then this weekend he wasn't really setting the world on fire because he was pretty busted up. Um, and I think for Geico, or I'm sorry, for Honda. Um, you know, they they want Justin Barsha that was at Phoenix. They don't want a 70% Justin Barsha out there. So, I think it would be a good idea. Whether he does or not, that's anybody's uh, guess. But. James got up, limped, limped off, uh, said his throttle cable was broken on his bike. DNF for him. Uh, he admitted that uh, the championship's out of, out, of, out of hope or out of, out of, out of, chan- out of reach. Um, signing autographs for the fans after the race. I mean, he's, he's frustrated. It's It's not good, so... Does James hang out anymore? Hang out or race? Race. Yeah, I think he has to race a few more right. for for some, you know, reasons that reasons for contractual that, reasons. I think he needs to race. Well, did we reasons that we talked about on the show as a rumor last week or other reasons? Probably that you heard? yes. Okay. Probably yeah. Uh, what do you think, Weege? What 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 what's going on there? Um. Yeah, maybe he's just putting on a good front. He's doing it for contractual reasons. I mean, I I think his best... he would still think, especially considering how fast he went in practice there, um, yeah. that championships had a reach, but he could still pull the old James Stewart magic and get a win here or there, or at least get on the darn podium. He hasn't had a podium yet. Oh, I know. He looked good this weekend, though. Like, yeah, fastest that's time. That's my point. Yep. So I would yep. think, and depending on how sore he is now after right. that crash, I mean, that's about the worst-case scenario with a bad knee, but... I would still think he would say, all right, championship's over, but maybe I can get a, a W at some point. Right. You know, uh, is that realistic? I don't know, but that's how, JT, all you wacky racers are. Sometimes you got to believe, right? Well, I think if he, ro- if he rides like he did in practice and in the heat race, if that's the James Stewart that shows up, he can win. I mean, there's right. no doubt in my mind that guy could, could win a race. So right. if he's still, you know, if, if he's not, if he didn't do more damage to his knee and he's fine and all that and he's ready to rip next weekend, absolutely. Why would he not show up? He was on fire all day. Like, he was the best we've seen him by far, I thought. Um, RV was good, though. We we all called it, I think, last show that we thought he was going to go on a run. And uh, he was pretty good this weekend. Why, again, um, crushed everybody, as our friend John Knowles would like to say. 
yeah, I mean, obviously he was helped by. I mean, that was just an epic pile up behind him. That helped him get a bigger lead early. Yeah, but he was he was already. I mean, he was in the lead and. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in the lead. Yeah. I mean, besides Stewart, how fast he was in practice. I mean, there maybe there's a chance yeah. <laughs> there, but <clears throat> that's about the only evidence that there would have been anyone to threaten him if they had not crashed. Like if he had just gotten the whole shot mm-hmm. and everyone else was second. Yeah. Um, boy, did he sneak that? That was a man. He was like sixth going into the first turn. Yeah, snuck around. Yeah, yeah, the worst case scenario. Like, don't give this guy the whole shot when he didn't even earn it. Like that's. At least make him fight for it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Trey Kennard crashes twice. Uh, had he not crashed the second time, he was caught up in that pile in the, in the second turn. JT, had he not crashed the second time, how far would he have got up? Could he have got Davey? Would he have got third? Uh, tough to say. I mean, honestly, I was. He, he was trying hard, and yeah. I, I don't want to make this sound negative. He was scaring me on that track. Like, I was oh. really scared watching him come through the pack. He was taking a lot of chances. Um, so, hate, I mean, if he, st- okay. if he stays up, yes, he was going really fast, but so was Dungy. So, yeah. um, best, best, best ride for Dunge on the season by far. Yeah. And he, he, you know, obviously was way too far back, but mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody was going to beat Villapoto last night. Right. You know, with that start, if you get it, put him out front, I don't think anybody was going to come up and pass Villapoto. But, uh, I do feel that that was the best we've seen Ryan Dungy. Bar none. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody stays up. There is no second turn crash. What's the top three, JT? If everybody stays up, yeah. With that, with that start, the way everybody was up there, man, that's difficult because I, I think Stewie gets second, and I think maybe Dunge gets third or Trey gets third. Yeah, you, you could you could basically pick any of them and, and right. make a strong argument for him. I. I don't know. I know that sounds like I'm waffling or whatever, but I, I, I really don't even know. They were all so close all day, and all of them were riding so well. Just, you know, pick yeah. any of them, and you're probably right. People don't like you waffling. I understand that. I just right. don't even – I don't – I really don't even know. <laughs> I'm just claiming right. ignorance. Uh, and Dungy had the air shock on from the third practice on? or the fir- I think he took it off for one practice. Uh, but it was on. Started the day with it off, correct? Yeah, I think so. And then, then put it on, and then stayed with it, and and obviously rode very well. So, I don't like JT when they change the track. Why can't I've gone on with this about you? I don't like when they change the track up to affect the times where only one practice works. You know, like that on-on section on the tabletops, JT. Like not fair. Like they. Have a section, Wygant, uh, out of the sand turn, which, by the way, the sand turn, ridiculous. Who, who puts a berm in the middle of the sand turn? It, no one goes outside. Nobody. Uh, the only reason you go outside is if you whiskey throttle the triple, which a lot of guys were doing, um, and, and goes, and you, you happen to go outside. But then they, they add, they knock down the lips, and they add little lips to the tabletops, and they knock down the lips of the jumps that you jump off of. So now you go outside and go on, 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 off. And James's second practice time held up as the fastest one, which says something for how fast he was going. But other than that, I believe the third practice was everybody's fastest. I don't like when they change the track like that. I, you can't drastically change it like that. Stop it. You can't. Well, it, it takes away from what you can do with the bike. You can't take any like changes with setup or any no. like, any chances because or your mechanic forgets something and, and right. you, you have a problem. Like, yeah, because that practice is going to determine everything. I yeah. totally agree with you. 
Um, there was one year that they eliminated a turn in San Diego. They took a whole turn out that went across the starting line. Come on. Yes. JT, wow. back me on that. Like I'm trying to think what year it was. 2010, 2009. They went across the starting line and made a right-hander. They took that turnout after the second practice, and you went just onto the start straight. And I was just like, I was flabbergasted. And there was some sap who qualified in the second practice into the fast 40, and then his bike broke in the, second, in the third practice, and exactly what happened. And I got in touch with him on email, and he was like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> uh, private analysis on a Cowie. Uh, you can't do that. You can't make those changes. Make them before this time practices start, and then leave it. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but um, they're concerned about a show. Well, that's, I, all, that's all that matters. I, I I don't agree with what those changes like. That. I don't I, either. I'm I, just telling you what the priorities are. Well, regardless, it's ridiculous. Um. Where were we at? We were I in Oakland. Even tell you at this point. Um, no, we were talking about the, talking about four fifties. Uh, yeah, so Trey went down twice, and uh, uh, Wygant uh, watching it. Uh, your guy Brayton, his starts were on point, Heat and Maine. Unfortunately, had a little problem with Ryan Dungey in the main. If you Zapruder film the start as your uh, guy Swiss Court did, um, coming out of the first turn. Um, Brayton is leading everyone on the inside, and Grant is leading everyone on the outside. So, yeah. it definitely had something dialed. Yeah, same thing in the heat race. Yeah. So, they had that part uh, figured out. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, watching this race, though, I'm seeing, like, braking bumps and acceleration bumps, like the type of stuff that you don't see bikes go through in Supercross very often. The track looks gnarly. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was like they were preparing for rain, and they packed it a lot, you know? Um, yeah. sealed it in, as they say. Yeah, but then it like then, but then it made it like where it got mushy underneath or something. It was weird. Well, it was wet. It did rain during the week. I think it was wet when they brought it in. Yeah, maybe that was it. Um, I feel like everyone I'm watching here looks like they're struggling, but that makes me think. Okay, well, half of them were already. It got ruddy. First turn and are hurting. Yeah, yeah. And second of all, the track is probably beat to hell. Yeah, track. That's the way it looks like. I think the track was beat worse last year but um if you remember last year was sketch but uh i think it was still pretty bad this year um what about andrew short he gets he's got a little bit of time on the bike on a production crf that uh Kranjak racing brings out for him hanny's sick or riding at the dunes either one and um on a production bike shorty ties with his best finish of the year gets matt gurkey at the end and uh, has his best race, JT. How it's it's entirely strange yet entirely predictable that I got, that this happens to the guy. Like just you know when things somehow go sideways and you get everything's against you. Somehow you 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 end up with a great finish. Yeah, I was I was excited for him because practice was bad. Right, I, I felt horrible, man. It, his bike looked really really not good out there. And then, then they've had no testing time and no, no yeah. prep time, yeah. nothing, you know. And, and you could really see it. I mean, that's probably the worst he's ever qualified, I would think, in the history of his 450 career. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I was nervous about how the night was going to go. And then, you know, he's just solid. Obviously, the race was pretty chaotic with guys going down and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was a lot of determination on his part. And, 
you know, it takes a lot of mental focus to just block everything out and just do do your job. Why well, can't you were the only guy that really talked to Larry Brooks, the old team owner? Um, I tried a few times, never saw him, text call, never never got back. Uh, did you get an indication it would fold up this soon? Um, maybe off by a few weeks. But, okay. <laughs> I mean, really, what difference does it make if you make it to right. round four or make right. it around seven? Yeah. Um, his main point to me at Phoenix was, <clears throat> he said, either way, it's going gonna, it's gonna to run out shortly. Um, shortly. shortly. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think it sounded like four or five weeks maybe instead of two. Right. But he said, uh, he goes, but I got irons in the fire. He's like, I got four irons in the fire, and if I don't know anything by tomorrow, which would have been the Sunday after Phoenix, we're in big trouble. <clears throat> and it's not like when we went to Anaheim, too, you saw some new sponsor slapped on the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what I didn't realize was, and I heard uh, later on talking to some, some other people, I guess they full-on confiscated the works bike Saturday night after the race. Like, I guess at some point during Saturday at Anaheim, too, they knew it was over. They took Short's bike then. Like, the team technically folded. Nah, they take it after every race, I think. I don't know if it goes back into the truck too many times, Wygant, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the guys I was talking to here aren't guys that are would, would be dumb enough to confuse something that's done every right. week. Okay. Uh, well, was, I mean, I talked to some of the Geico guys because that was the first yeah. rumor right. um, that he was going to go over there, and <clears throat> it's just not that easy. I mean, the price tag... By the way, okay, him leasing a works bike. People are so pumped to like. People are so easy on Twitter and, and emails to say, just put him on, on K Dub's bike. You know, it doesn't really yeah. work like that. Well, I was going to say this leasing thing. Uh, how common is that? I mean, is this one of the first examples of someone doing that? I mean, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I th- I think I think when I was at Yamaha, there was we were selling some parts to some guys. Like some, I don't, I don't know. I just maybe a sketchy backdoor deal or something. But I think some privateers had some stuff that they that they bought from us. Sure, sure. But we, we that, of course, that goes on. But you know, straight bike, up yeah. and Honda yeah. assigning whatever price tag they feel like putting on that bike. I mean, there's no way to. Yeah. Can you really bargain with them? It's not like you're going to the Honda right. dealership trying to get it at invoice. You know, I talked to a Honda guy about the whole deal, and you know, I said, "Hey, I, I mean, did you not want to?" Um, let him keep the bike, you know, like, you know, Andrew, you know him well, you know, the family, you know, he's a great guy and a great rider and he's moving everything into this team. And, and the Honda guy that I talked to was just like, you don't understand a, corp, a company like Honda. They have a deal with LNMC racing for a factory bike. They don't have a deal with Andrew short. You know, it, it's three, four layers above the guys at the races. And this contract is broken with LNMC racing. We want our stuff back. Now, maybe it's a possibility that he could get that back, I was told, that bike. But it's a whole new process and a whole new uh, deal put together and everything else before that thing comes back. But, you know, it's not as easy as just going, oh, yeah, dude, keep the bike. Like, it's, you know, no way. So, Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. This whole leasing thing is pretty new. And it yeah. could be a trend of the future, who knows. But you just can't really compare any situation like right. you've seen before. Um, it's got to be Yamaha, right? Yamaha's. Leading, leading this charge. I mean, with their factory team going away, that was kind of their new business model from what I have gathered. They wanted, but every team I talked to, they, Yamaha was out, out to lunch with their prices, apparently. I understand, but yeah. this, this, you know, right. business model, whether their pricing was off yeah, or not, right. they kind of led this trend. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a fast food restaurant. Like you just pull up and you go, I want a number one, 450 
and I'll take uh, a side of KYB Air Forks. You know, that'll be half a million bucks. And All uh, right, pull add, up to the window. Add in a linkage, please. Thank you very much. A side of linkage. Yeah, but you gotta have you gotta have the Burger King across the street from the McDonald's to set the price. Yeah, yeah, good point. When you only have when you're the only game in town. Uh, I tried to talk to Paul Delorier. I tried to talk to Chris, the mechanic. I talked to Shorty. I talked to Max from Fly. No one seems to know anything. And, I mean, maybe they're just all, oh, hey, the Tubby Media guy. But, honestly, I don't think anybody knows what's going on right now. It, will he be there next week, the L&M team or the Kranjak team? I believe so. But even that seemed up in the air. And, you know, what is Hanny coming back? Is he not? Is, is, can we see short on a Cowie? Perhaps because the team is supported by Cowie. Uh, that was tossed around. Like, honestly, it is a cluster. I don't know what's going on. JT, did you get that sense, too? Yeah, I just don't think <clears throat> that any contracts have been signed. I think, you know, it, it made sense to do it that way this weekend, and then it's, you know, an ongoing process and will be reassessed. And I think there's a lot of people on the phone yeah. all day, every day, right, trying right. to figure out what the best scenario is. Because this is you're – you're talking about the next eight months or whatever of racing – that have to be figured out. Uh, so I don't think on Andrew's behalf they want to rush into anything um, just because there's, you know, the first opportunity is there. It may not be the best one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a decision you have to kind of, in a sense, you're rushing because, it, you know, every weekend there's another race, but at the same time you don't want to sign up for something that you're going to be miserable with in two months. So. Yeah. Oh. yeah, should be interesting to see what, what goes on from here. Um, How often is it that the guy on Brooks's team ended up on Kraniak's team? Mm. Yeah, That's, yeah, and then it's it's weird, man. Draw a chart. Do you, what? Okay, of the forty six thousand people in the stands, what percentage of them actually understand what's L and M C? What's L and M? What was? Oh what, yeah, what, what no, nobody gets it. No one understands it. You know, Kranjak's not exactly. Have we not tried to talk to him? And he just doesn't want to talk, right? I think one time, I only did an interview with us once. Yeah, was just to let everybody know the team still existed. You know, back in the Stewart days. When, right, right. But that was it. He went back into hiding. I felt like uh, I was told to have Jeff Ward on the Pulp Show one time to tell everybody that uh, all this, all this stuff is bullshit, and it's all internet idiots, and everything's cool, and Dean Wilson's awesome, and everything's going great, and I had Wardy on, and everything was great, and then a week later it all fell apart. So I'm just like, you know what, guys? All right, fool me once, cool. You know, that's it. I'm done. Wasn't so, Brooks telling everybody, you know, a couple weeks ago that it was just, you know, bad internet rumors with this breakdown as well? I don't know. I don't know if he told yes, me. Yes, he that. was. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I talked to him at Phoenix, and he 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 didn't he didn't mince words at all. I mean, he right. said the clock is ticking. We're it's looking bad. <laughs> I saw on a particular Moto forum where he said nothing to see here, just internet rumors. Right. Um, we got, we got to, let's move this thing along. Uh, let's move it on to the 800. He is back. He is back. Fifth place. Good ride for Mikey. Rode good. Yeah, this is what he should he did. have done. I, I was actually thinking he might get up into the mix for fourth. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, even third at one point. Cause he was hanging, hanging around back there. Yeah. Uh, and then the, you know, the, the dungy canard freight train kind of came through, but yep. it, you know, if they wouldn't have got there, I thought he had a shot at Brayton. You know, for that third spot. I agree. Yeah. But uh, he was solid. Uh, sure. Matt Gerke. What about Matt Gerke? Why can't Matt Gerke of the BTOsports.com team? Definitely deserves some love. Definitely deserves some pub- 
some publicity. There's no doubt about it. I mean, probably been overlooked by some media outlets. I would think. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like he's a pretty big surprise. JT, do you? I mean, uh, this is now um, you know four for four. Where except for Phoenix, where he got into it with Pike, he's been good. I really feel like he is has been capable of this. If you if you followed his. I know you've career, always said this. Career, you, you've then, always you know said I mean? this, right? His talent level and speed level. He this is very much where he should be, uh, and, and he's got on the equipment and everything is in place for him to finally be doing this. So it's not a huge surprise if you take all that into account. But if you just look at the last year or two of how he's done, yes, it, it obviously is a shock that he's this solid. He is. Hold on. Tenth in points. Tenth in points. Three back of of uh, Wygant's love, Brayton. Weimer missed missed the race this week. Bummer for him. Um, yeah, Matt Kirky, man. Like, no, it, it's it's no shock that the man had to go to Canada to regain his speed, regain the confidence. One is needed to run top ten in Supercross. No shock. It is America's crutch. Uh, I feel like a lot of racers should perhaps head up there to find themselves, like Matt Kirky. Um, well, he rode, he rode great. Hey, and, uh, and JT, Vince Freeze, uh, rode good, got a ninth. Hey, did he? I didn't see it. Vince that's, Freeze. Okay, yeah, I, so, I didn't see him out there. That's a great ride, though. Ninth is good. Yeah, ninth is good. Uh, Pike missed the main, and he got into it with Freeze a little bit in the heat race. Why again? Oh, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> there was, uh, I think there was even a derogatory tweet afterwards. This is how the racers now, now handle themselves. So, with Remember pa- they fought at Washougal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not like it's a surprise considering these no. two. Like, but uh, but according to Vince, I don't know, man. The guy just jumped me. I I really don't know. He just jumped me. Didn't he, didn't that what he tell you? Oh oh, then back at Washougal. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. He did absolutely nothing, and next thing you know, he's fighting. <laughs> next thing yeah. you know, he's got this grizzly bear who jumped him. Uh, I think he thought it literally came out of those trees. Like it came out of the woods. <laughs> Thought it was a bear. Right. To be- like he was taking the trash out at a KOA campground. Uh, <laughs> just, just Mauled got, by a just, bear. Just attacked. Um, at this point, Freeze is four for four in the main events. Uh, Matt Lemoyne is four for four. What about Chisholm? we got to put him in that category. I know that Chisholm considers himself in the Pike, Freeze, Lemoyne category. I know that's the his peer. <laughs> that did, did he make all four mains? He has, yeah. He, he has. has. Yeah. Okay. Competing side by side with those guys. That tweet got you a little upset. There, I don't get upset about pretty much anything. No, you don't. No. Just, uh, no, no, no. I do get upset over accusations of bias or messing things, like, you know, overlooking things or, or not seeing things. Like, I try to, very hard to have a method to the madness. I try very, very hard. I do not like that being questioned. Wait, is it fair to say that, that Matt Gerke may be crossing the threshold into that second tier? Like, he's trying to bridge the gap. Gerke totally is totally there. Yeah, Gerke is, is better than Freeze. He is better than than uh, um, Weston Pike and those guys. There's no doubt. But we, we had him at the front of that third tier, correct? I like going into the season. Yeah, we yeah we kind of thought. And, and he's bridged that gap. Like he's he's trying to become a legitimate second tier guy. Where you're talking about him with, you know. Brayton Weimer, that whole crew, like he's trying to get in there, whereas he's an every week guy, and he's making a strong case for it at this point. Yeah, if you had the seven, where well, we started out with a big four, and we added, oh, Kennard's back. 
10 Millsaps and Barcelona races. So we're saying like there's seven guys, right? If all seven of those guys had good nights and Gerke got eighth, at this point, I don't think it's a surprise. I, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would like so to. You still raise your eyebrows a little bit, but the, the shock and awe effect is wearing off. Well, listen, know? I mean, he had a solid last year, you know, on the BTOsports.com team. He was good. But not like yeah. this. No. Not like, not like this. No, but he built it. You know, he, he was a very big surprise last year, I felt. Although, JT, you always, you just, you ran the same line that you just did right now with, like, you're not that surprised because of his talent, his amateur career and all that, you know. You've been the guy kind of uh, tooting his horn. But um, I felt like last year was a big surprise, and now this year he stepped it up even more. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com. Presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. Racerx Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM Race Team and the heart of the BTO Sports Amateur Motocross Team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racerx Podcast Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials, offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. And Les Smith, his teammate, made Les is by far the, looked way better this weekend. So congrats to Les for making the main 14th. Now uh, explain this. Les will be pitting out of the BCOSports.com KTM rig when he goes back to his ride, but he is currently pitting out of the rig because he's Burner's replacement. So when he when Burner comes back, he will move two feet over. I think he's going to work. No, I think he's off the back. Uh, I've never really got a real answer. JT? Well, we got a guy that works for the team right here. How does that work, JT? It, explain exactly what you want to know. <laughs> I think he did a good, a good job. I don't know how he could explain <laughs> it. I don't really know how Wygant could explain this any better. I didn't know. <laughs> 
I did not know until <laughs> sorry until last weekend that Les Smith was actually replacing Burner. I just thought, well, no, Les Smith is pitting with DPO. That's why he's over there. The difference is so minute. Yeah, so and, right and that's why I want to know exactly because it's kind of a touchy. It's not touchy. It's just really uh, hard to define, I guess, because, yes, Les Smith was going to be on the team. Um, but Pitting with the team. Pitting with the team. Well, yeah, that's where the, the touchy comes in. He's like out of the back. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to be under the main tent. He will be under a side tent. And, yes, he will be wearing fly. And, yes, he will be riding a KTM. But is he an official part of the BTO sports team? No. You know what I mean? It's, like, really hard to I'm getting classify. <laughs> but right now he is. Right now he is Michael Burns' replacement, full part of the team. And when Michael Burns comes back, he will be kind of part of the team. You know what I mean? It's It's weird. It's. It was a deal where uh, many people have heard of Scott Witt as, uh, you know, he was the man behind Grant Langston's KTM effort last year. Well, that's where Les Smith's deal came in. Uh, Scott Witt wanted to be a part of something. Les Smith was still under contract, so they worked out an agreement where it would be kind of the team, but not really. Um, It's just kind of a weird deal. It's good for everybody. It worked out great for everybody. Um, but it's just kind of hard to define, you know, what his actual status is as part of the team. Does less thing is a replacement rider. Usually, when the injured guy comes back, they don't just say, "Okay, now you have to move six inches to your right, and now you're right there." Well, it's not six inches. About five sorry, feet. The back. About five feet. About uh, five feet. Uh, five uh, feet. Sorry. Um, is less still allowed to eat bubble burgers? Yes, because that deal was a Scott Witt. Oh, that's right. Okay, so deal, yes. if so anything, Les Smith is up on a Bubba Burgers KTM. He is. He he would be, yes. I think that deal is uh, more Les Smith than Matt Gerke. Yeah. Done Bubba Burgers, BTOsports.com. I don't know. All I know is this conversation is going to get us in trouble, going to get us an email or a text. But either way, I mean, it, obviously it worked out to the benefit of everyone other than obviously burner who was hurt. <laughs> right. And then to get into the main event right. for two guys on our team to be in the main event is obviously a huge bonus. So uh, ironic that you were talking shit on Cedric Subaross. Whoa. Racerhead, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he goes and shows you, you what's might want to go reread Racerhead. And he shows you what's up. Makes his first main event of the year. I'm, I'm joking, but it's just funny how we brought it up as, Hey, we thought this guy would be a little closer and this weekend he makes it. You you brought it up, or I brought it up? No, we brought it up in Racerhead for the first time. You know, we brought it up. Oh, we, meaning the Racer X family, JT, please. There's okay, no, gotcha. There's no gotcha. Iron team. Okay. So, please. Gotcha. Um, get with the program here. Uh, and then he makes the main. So, Jimmy Albertson, 11th. Good ride for Jimmy. It was. Rode well. Um, Held off yeah, Chad Reed. You want, to, you want to see him in the main every week. He's he's one of those guys that are right on the cusp. Yeah. He could be there, could not. So, I, the weeks that he is is... I, you know, cool. I hope he's not listening, or anybody he knows isn't listening. I didn't have him making the main in that LCQ. There was Pike, there was Tickle, there was Blos, there was help me out. Partridge. Partridge. Partridge is by far. Lemay. The, Lemay. Partridge is by far the fastest guy to not make a main event. Can we all agree on that? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I didn't have Jimmy. I was like, ooh, but hey, the ghost of Phoenix came. He pulled another holy. Yeah, I I think uh, I I predicted Jimmy to make the main before the night program started, but I would have agreed with you going into the last chance. I didn't have him making it. Yeah. 
Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, you were good. Um, all right. Let's move to the 250s. We, uh, we, we, we talk too much in these things. 250 class. Roxon was on it all day long, JT. From the his scrubs in that triple before the sand in the first practice caught my eye. I'm like, oh man, look at this dude. He's on it. Yeah, he came. He claimed he was ready on Friday night, which I, you know, that happens every week. But yeah, um, I mean, he proved it. He came out exactly like you said, lap one. He was ready to win the race. Right. And he looked like it, and he, you know, followed up on it. I thought it was cool. I mean, for somebody who's been beat down every week by Tomac mentally, yeah. to come out still that, you know, fired up and ready to get it done and just not flawless weekend, you know. He had a few rough laps here and there, but, man, he was he looked like he was the points leader going into Oakland instead yeah. of Tomac. Yeah. Uh, well, again, you'll like this. Our friend Adam Wheeler of the On Track Off-Road covers the GPs for Racer X as well as for a bunch of other guys. Very excited about Kenny's speed in the sand. Felt like the GPs prepared him for the sand section. Didn't someone make a joke about the uh, sand section? Was that back at Phoenix? Someone said, Dungy, Barsha, uh, Baggett looking very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I think that might have been Wheeler. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it might have been him, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Team USA still struggling in the sand at Phoenix. Hey, uh, I'm going to ask, I'm going to go to the racer here on this one. Sorry four Manitoba titles, but I'll go with JT on this. Um, okay, obviously you're from Florida. You've motoed down in the sand. But when you get to one small section of sand on a supercross track, which is as unlike a sand track as a track can be, is there any familiarity when you get in the sand, or is it just like you're so not in sand mode that it doesn't even matter? Uh, it doesn't. It's really not a big deal. Um, the bike obviously handles totally different than your outdoor setup would, so that's a little awkward. If it gets really rough, like it was in the main event, the thing just doesn't work. It's not built for for sand like that. Right. Um, but really, the only the only time it's strange or you see problems, I think, are when it's new. Like if you watch the heat races when it was kind of fresh, like guys are losing the front end, like Brayton and all those guys are you know, blowing through the line, that's, re- you know, once the line gets set and built in, it's really no problem. You didn't really see a, any real big mistakes or crashes or anything once the line got set. But having said that, Kenny was unbelievable there. He was really good in that section. Yeah, he was fast. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't really attribute that to the GPs. I mean, okay. that's kind well, of – Adam Wheeler. Kind of, yeah, I'm yeah. not really concerned with what he said. I just uh, – I don't really, you know, maybe he's – maybe he's Good in the sand, obviously, from watching Des Nations, but I don't think uh, his GP experience was the reason he won the race. Right. Okay. Um, Tomac. If you, if you took their, their main event, like, splits, I, I highly doubt you would see a huge difference between him and, uh, we, and Tomac or anything a, like that. We need a split just in the sand. Right. Just in the sand. Um, Tomac, crashing out Wygant. So... Is this is is this like San Diego last year with Dean Wilson? Is this exactly the same? And he's going to come back. Is this a bigger blow, a lesser blow? He did it a little earlier than he did last year, but maybe he's got a little better competition in Sealy and Roxon. Compare this to last year, if it does at all. Compare. Um, <clears throat> one difference last year, remember, is that uh, points wise. They, he basically lost, he had a full race lead and he lost all of it. But they were basically tied with two races to go. Here he's down 15, and I feel like um, those three, the last couple.
couple of weeks have really established. Like, you're not going to – Roxa might be able to just finish second all the way through or first all the way through. You know oh, what you, I mean? Like, you love that theory. That. Right. I love that theory. <clears throat> but it's looking less and less likely that, you know, he's just going to throw out a seventh. Yeah. Well, those, so that's, three, that's, those three have been top three in two out of three races. The other time, Sealy was fourth instead of third. Right. And this weekend, obviously, Tomac crashed out. So those three are by far, like you said, they're, they're the best three. So it's making it harder to make. He's got to make up points, whereas last year he just needed to beat Wilson, you know, twice yeah. in the final two rounds. So that's yeah. um, different. But I guess the, the bigger question is, um, yeah, he did crash out, but you guys were there. Did it look like, wait a minute, Roxon just has his number right now? Like All day long, Tomac wasn't, wasn't right. on point. All day that's long. point. Like, if Roxon's just good enough to be able to just beat him, yeah. no matter how big a points lead he has, Tomac's not going to come back. JT, what – do you agree with that rock that Tomac comment I made? I mean, we know his dad's gnarly, but do you do you agree that something if he had a flu or he woke up on the rocks out of bed or what? He was off all day, right? Yeah, it's hard to attribute what it was. Yeah, you know that was not the UI Tomac that had been at the previous three races. No, no. So who knows? I mean, you never right. really know. As everyone is in this sport knows, you're never going to find out a real answer to a question like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting, and then obviously to see the night. And the way it did, it was just like, dang, you know? Right. Kind of, uh, it's just shades of last year at this point. Is, if he had not crashed, like if he had just been off, like the other thing, what could he have finished? Would he uh, have he, well, he went down early, uh, not for uh, fifth, you know? Right. Uh, um, JT, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, once the, once you get in the back of the pack, you're just trying to catch up. I mean. Oh, that's, wow. Oh. That's, well. She's groundbreaking there. Well, I'm just saying he's once the main event was going and he was in the back, he wasn't worried about how his day went or he was having an off day. He was just going for it. Once you're in the back of the pack, Weege, you're just trying to catch up. Well, you're you're saying that he could have just you know settled for a fifth or something. I think that's, right? uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's really hard. Uh, like, I'm just gonna For you to tell somebody, you don't. We don't even know what was wrong with him. There could have been nothing wrong. He just okay. been struggling with bike setup. Uh, let's get to, to tell the, him to back it down and get fifth is difficult to do. Let's get to the point here. Why Gant? Does he win this title still? Like, the, is this a death? Not, I know, look, it's super early, and uh, there's uh, one, two, three, four, five races left in this thing. So maybe we're putting ourselves in looking like idiots here, and a lot could happen. But just for the sake of bench racing. Uh, who wins the title now? Why can't? Uh, I'll still I'll still put the money on Tomac, partially because, um, you know, I picked them at the beginning of the year. I think it's stupid to just say because of one crash. Yep. And I'm just going to completely change and forget what I said. So um, I take I, I take the horse I was riding. Yeah, I, I ride that horse too. Yeah. JT. I don't know. Um, oh, I, does anyone know if, if Tomac's okay? I don't know. That's what. That's more what I'm concerned about. I, he didn't I look like he felt very good. I got Hansel went to Morocco, and as you as you would imagine. Oh, here we got go. A very in depth, very emotional <laughs> rundown. Is there PR on it? And Morocco said he's okay. He's just more mad at himself than anything. <laughs> and well, his and him then he just, limping then he just, around with a broken helmet and stuff didn't look like he was mad. He looked like he was in pain. And then Morocco just shuffled off. <laughs> uh, the Rocco story of uh, telling Kenny Watson that that Wyndham retired was pretty good too. <laughs> Watson saying the no, Rocco, he's done. 
Yeah, Watson <laughs> saying to LaRocco, hey, man, what's up with, with K-Dub? Where's he at? And, and LaRocco going, nah, he's done. What do you mean he's done? <laughs> yeah, he just retired. And then he just puts his headset on and turns around. <laughs> he's done. He's done. Like a horse. Just That's it. You got you to gotta move on. Mike never won to, to you know, let things. Where are the kids? Uh, they're done. Yeah, <laughs> they're dead. Sorry, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, why get them up from school? They're gone. I thought about you all day. Why? Well, I, I always think about you, but I thought of you more so watching Jason Anderson out there. Uh, in his heat race, he was on fire coming from the back. Uh, I'm going to try to pull this up while we talk. And in the main event, of course, he got a third. Uh, his second ever career supercross. Do not listen to the on floor announcers when they tell you that it is his first one and then you tweet that. Do oh, not, that's where it came from. Do not listen to that because they said it was his first ever podium, but it was not. So, um, yeah. Did anyone else hear Urbron call um, Akira Narita Makita Arira? <laughs> no, no. One of uh, the highlights of my weekend. Uh, Jason Anderson in the heat race in the first lap came around in eleventh. The next lap he came around in fourth. He he went from 11th to 4th in one lap. I don't know if there was a crash, but maybe there was. Uh, um, maybe there was a couple crashes. But anyways, the guy was on fire all day long in practice. Let's see what he qualified. I, I know he qualified really good. Yeah, second place uh, qualification. Wygant, he's finally arrived. Your bouncing baby boy uh, is here. He's legit. Oh, I'll just, just rewind to what. JT said about Gerke, and I'll just say it about him. Not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this isn't going to be a surprise either, but I'm calling it right now in 2014. He wins races. He competes for the title right now. Calling it. He's Yeah, but it's still a little late in the delivery of the baby boy here. Oh, you think? Yeah, okay. Stepped up last year. Yeah. You know, last year was pretty good, and I thought, okay, now that's the level he has to be on. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he could still make it happen maybe by the end of the year, but he's still a notch. I, he, I feel yeah, like. he's not on their level. You're right. Wouldn't it be more of a surprise if kids like Gerke and Anderson and these guys didn't ever make it happen? Isn't that a bigger – wouldn't that be a bigger surprise than them actually making good? Whether whether it's late or it took time to figure it out or, you know, there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle here. But I think that oh. would be a bigger surprise if they never did make that transition because they were so good as amateurs and, you know – it's it's really expected that they're gonna you know, yeah, make it eventually. Certain certain athletes get labeled as a bust is because of the potential. You know, a dude who could barely make the league that doesn't make the league isn't considered a bust. You just gave it a nice try. You know, it's when you're a high draft pick and you don't perform. Uh, so yeah, that's exactly it. it. They should figure it out. They have the potential for sure. Um, so you were very excited, why can't to to follow this? Anderson hype. I was very excited at um, four in the morning when I had to proofread the race reports, <clears throat> just yeah. to you know check on the Josh Grant causing the pile up and all that type of stuff, and making sure it really was Anderson's first podium and all that type of stuff. Um, I must have had twenty tweets from people saying, "Are you excited? Are you pumped? Your guys on the podium? How awesome!" I had no idea that it entered this level, and then right. it dawned on me that at one point Brayton was running in third. Correct? Yes. Yes. If they had both gone to the podium the same night, I might have to never go to a race again. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, um, and I, I hate to get going on Irv. I'm not going to get going on Irv. 
I'm not going to get going on Earth, but Lurch, the other guy, employed by Feld Motorsports, on the floor, working the floor, still calling it the lights class. <laughs> Round four. What is going on with these people? They're the, there to put on a show, Steve. Do, Nick Way, right off the street, is blowing these guys out of the water. He is like, he has come in like LeBron and just demolished the floor with these people. And, and, that, that, and he's a racer. He doesn't even have his GED, probably. <laughs> he, he, all Nick Way knows is riding dirt bikes, and he is smoking those dudes. Well, he has – look at the inside he has. I think Nick needs, you know, could be better with his delivery. He's still nervous and new to it. But he knows exponentially more about racing supercross races than Lurch or Irv or whoever, you know. Okay, so. why are you hiring people who do not know – well, who are they going to hire? They're going to hire ex-racers no, to but be floor announcers because that's not always a good idea. There's a man in the pits named Rocket Rob Bidas walking around. Knows more about motocross than probably anyone else. I and, agree. And has that, the voice I mean, that's for a, it. That's a political and, decision. I, and has know, the, none of us know the answer to that probably why. If I employ Lurch, if I sign his check, and he is calling it the lights class at round four. Everyone makes mistakes. Anaheim one. Phoenix. Everyone makes mistakes. Makita Arira. Everyone, well, Irv, I'm not, don't get me started on that. Uh, uh, I am furious with my announcer. Why can't, and you are the professional announcer, and you're not going for Lurch's job at all, but do you agree with me? Um, when they changed two lights back in, I don't know, 06, I think was the first year of whenever, the lights. Whenever the terrible Steve Whitelock era began. Yeah, so the, the beginning of that was when we used to have those races in Toronto and, and Vancouver. This is when Roy Jansen still worked for Feld or Clear Channel, whatever they were at the time. And he kind of did the rounds with every announcer. He comes up to Holly and I, and he said he'd already talked to everybody else. And he said, do you have bleeping ability on here? Because when you want to use Roy, that you almost have to have it. Yeah, I can bleep really it. No, I can bleep it. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm not going to. No, I he, really can. I can bleep it. I can he put said a bleep. there would be a jar. He said there would be a mother-effing jar for every one of the mother-effers. <laughs> Who gets that wrong? <laughs> it is called lights, and it is called supercross. Yeah, and that was the beginning of the year. And I said, he said, "There's a jar, and you're gonna have to put a dollar in it every time you get it wrong, and we're gonna donate that money." And I said, "That jar is gonna be empty. Jim and I will not screw that up, and we did not screw that up." Then apparently, at one point, Tori, I don't know who messed it up during the nationals, but somebody got us told me one of the announcers got called into Whitelock because you know this is Whitelock's baby. These names. Got called in the AMA semi. They're like, yeah, Steve Whitelock wants to talk to you. I don't remember which announcer it was. Comes in, and Whitelock says, repeat after me. Lights and motocross. Say it. Say it. Say it in front of me. <laughs> Sounds like a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's, when you have Whitelock and Roy going around, those mistakes are not going to be made. Yeah. Look, I, look, and I like Lurch. I like Lurch. He's a good guy. I've known him for years. I used to hang out with him when I hung out with Denny Hartwig in Chicago. Like, I knew him when he was Lurch the plumber and Lurch the the whatever Lurch, freestyle announcer guy. But come on, man. Come on. Don't make me hear you say that. That's, I mean, I just, I just want us to be professional. That's all. That's all I want. And then again, I am the guy texting Tim Ferry rules to the Jumbotron. So, so there's that. I don't know. Anyways, um, JDR KTM, 
gets the notice this week that they're done after Supercross. They're pulling the plug. The team is uh, just uh, not, um, not – not, the funding has gone away. And Malcolm Stewart and Joey Savachki come out with uh, their best races of the year. Savachki. 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 Makita Arira. <laughs> Lights class. Savachi. Savachi? There you go. Much better. Okay. What did I say? I don't even know. Okay. So you can't compare that. You can't compare me to, to, to professional announcer like Lurch. Um, a, a name mistake is okay. A class, a, a basic rules of the sport. You know? Do you, do you think Vin Scully is down there going uh, in the AMLS today? The Dodgers are looking good. Up next. Wait a minute. The pitcher is batting. What is going on? Why is the pitcher batting? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, uh, okay, so so not Vin Scully because, uh, oh, no, say Vin Scully is calling the action in, in an American League park with a designated hitter. Okay, yeah, so so this would be a designated hitter coming up, and, and Vin Scully going, there's an extra batter out there, folks. He's not in the field. He's, we don't know what he's doing. This could be illegal. He's just an extra batter. We don't know what the, we don't know what's going on. Uh Raul Mondesi is up to bat. All right. So, Wygant, what do you think about Savachi and Stewart? Right uh, well. I, I really can't answer that until I get to ask the team guys, what, like, what is their deal? Like, are they telling these guys, uh, okay, you got yourselves three months to shop for a ride. Like, are they just out on the streets? Like, what, how, how does exactly does this work for the riders? I think they're out on the streets. Right? I mean, uh, yeah, I think they're, right, <clears throat> out on the streets. Yeah. yeah. So Savaji's done well here in these first couple races, but I, I do have to say that, you know, sometimes rookies do come in like a house of fire, and then there's like one big crash or one big incident or they get some bad starts, and yeah. then it's like then the real grind begins. Yeah. Um, so well, I don't know. I, I just say four races, jury is still out. Uh, but Malcolm, I mean, certainly someone's got to think that there's potential in Malcolm, right? My Mookie fever has been cured. I, I fe- he's a good uh, rider. He's a great rider, but JT, uh, do you agree with the fact that he's not as dynamic as he was on that uh, uh, Suzuki City team? No, it's weird, right? I, and I think his results have been, have been better, so it's, it's kind of a strange yeah. thing to be negative about. Um, but yes, that that sensational, you know, like I can't wait to watch Mookie ride this practice type deal. Okay. Yeah. Is not there. All right. I'm glad I'm not um, the only one. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but I don't know that he could finish races riding like that either. So <laughs> maybe that's it. Right. Yeah. You hit the ground a few times. You're like, okay, wait a minute. Well, and the two, you have to like his brother is this, was the same way. They both have that ability to just be like, holy crap. Look at this guy ride a motorcycle. And I, I don't know if he's, you know, he's right. learned from his brother's mistakes or if it's a, you know, it's tough to just say exactly what the answer is, but it's definitely, I agree with you, it's not the same yeah. Malcolm Stewart, for better or worse. Right. Um, JT, another thing to talk about, uh, a guy you've been hyped on, a guy you gave my phone number to to help get a ride, Austin Politelli. He's much better this weekend. I was impressed. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I've obviously been cheering for him all year, but he yeah. rode well this weekend. You've been uh, on that Politelli train. There's, yes. There's not I many have. people on there. If you look around, it's pretty empty. Dad Frank is on there. Um, HRT Honda is on there. Not not many people are on there. He rode well though. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt. No. Um, what did he get? Seventh? Uh, eighth, I believe. Eighth. Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, he rode well. I mean, if, if he would have got a better start, I think he could have even got like you know fifth or sixth. He yep. was right in that battle 
with um, uh, Savachi and Mookie and all them. So yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Eighth place for him. Uh, you've been on him. You see, you think you think the kid's talented. I do, and I, he's kind of proving it. If you watch him even in practice and stuff, he's really quick with putting the track together. And uh, he's he's a big kid, so you know I don't know what that what that entails as far as you know if, if right. teams are not going to hire him because he's, they think he's too big for a lights bike or whatever. But um, another, I think the future holds good things for him. That's for sure. Another rider had to go to Canada why again to rebuild himself. Oh wait, he didn't have to rebuild himself. He just went there. Built built himself. Built himself in Canada. Uh, wow, uh, I spent some time watching Kyle Cunningham um, this weekend, and uh, uh, he's sketchy. He's sketchy. Always has been, bro. No, I know. And I kind of forgot the Kyle, Kyle uh, Cunningham experience, as it were, if it was playing at an IMAX theater. Um, he, he, he's, he moved through the pack. He rode well. He got a seventh, and hold on, because I have this in front of me. Uh, he came from 16th. 16th. So great ride for Kyle Cunningham, but holy shit balls! Did he have some close calls, JT? Yeah, he's always been like that. It's not a bad thing. You know, it, it, it puts him on the ground quite a bit. Um, but, yes, I, I agree. And I, well, it, it allows him to go fast, too, you know. At times, he can be one of the fastest guys when he, you know, you saw him get fourth in the the big bike class of Vegas one year. Um, He's one of those guys that's not scared to take chances, and it bites him a lot. But when everything works perfectly, he's he's one of the fastest guys on the track. Yeah, yeah, wow. I mean, if you're willing, if you're willing to crash a lot and injuries and all that stuff, I mean, that's why he still has a ride on, you know, basically a factory 250F. Uh, because of that, you know, speed he's willing to he's willing to just hang it out. Um, yeah, uh, gnarly. Um, it's, it's it's like what I was the, the point I'm always making about raw speed. He's gonna he, that's why he continues to get a ride. It's not because of his results, right? Is that, is that fair to say? I mean, yeah, you look yeah. at just his results; they're not conducive with the ride he usually gets. It's the fact that he can go faster than you know. When when everything's you know going well for him and in practice and everything's working, he's one of the fastest guys out there. So people are always going to give him that chance. Yeah, JT, you had this theory maybe on the Pulp Show about uh, that one seventy six guy on JDR. Right. Yep. Yeah. Where you say all it takes is one right. time to prove that you're capable. Yeah. And everyone's going to think they can mold you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said after Phoenix that heat race, that heat race for Savage has cashed him in now. Yeah, because um, you're just that lightning in a bottle. If he can do it once, he can do it again, right? But with Mookie, I guess that's the strange thing. Yeah, like it's now been two years since we've seen that from him. Strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, what uh, what is going on with Pro Circuit? I I talked to the guys over there after the race. I I interviewed him after the race, and he was, I mean, he put on a brave face. But I heard from guys over there that he laid into those dudes. Um, Davalos and Rattray. Uh, in the interview, he said that they went testing and they, you know, they Pro Circuit has done all they can do. He doesn't know what's going on. Davalos said he tightened up. He doesn't know why he's tightening up. Rattray got a bad start, but you know he, he can ride better than that. I honestly, I know Mitch decently over the years. I've never seen him this frustrated. Wow, he's not happy over there. 
I, I don't know if I want to be either one of those riders right now. Okay, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Well, no, I, I was gonna. I was trying to decide if I wanted to bring it up. I, I saw a comment today by former, you know, whites champion, well, 250SX champion, uh, Denny Stevenson. I saw it on some kind of social media where he said uh, basically that the retreads, which Mitch has been famous for, you know, bringing guys mm-hmm. that have had problems or whatever, it doesn't seem to be working in the new the new kids or the new era, as you would put it, um, are kind of, you know, that's where it's at right now. Like yeah. the retreads aren't able, aren't able to match speed or match results with the new kids. And Mitch is going to have to kind of pony up, you know, money wise well, and, and get back in the game. If he wants to win. I, I mean, he tried to get some guys, Jason Anderson, Blake Warden, but yeah. he got outbid, I think is what Danny was did alluding to. I don't think he did. I think he did. You think he did? Yes. Okay. I think he did. Um, it's not good, though, right? We're not. This is bad for Mitch. Well, Payton. it's bad for Mitch Payton. Yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of a skewed view because it's, you're used to Mitch Payton's results. Well, I was going to say it's funny to me that Mitch is not happy. No one's happy, and I just I I mean, and I'm just thinking, man, you guys are like, you win all the time. And these these this one regional series isn't going your way, but you got Dean Wilson coming up, who's a heavy favorite. But it doesn't like when you're on a racing team, JT. You know this, and I know this. Wygant has no clue because he's an outsider. Uh, you really you live week to week. You just you ride that roller coaster week to week. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there man. was. I told those guys that uh, my theory, and no one looked at me. No one cared. No one wanted to talk to me. They wanted me to go away. You know, so yeah. I mean, if he if they go out and and Davos wins this weekend, everything's fine. Yeah. Wow. Not good for those guys right now. Well, again, yeah. Theories. The, well, yeah. Baggett's out. Okay, so you can give him that. We he he's a big question mark. We don't know how well he would have done. He certainly maybe could have done really well, but you you do have to say, hey, this is what you get if Rattray and Davos are your guys, right? I mean, well, I know I don't think you get this bad. I think you get okay. Well, Davalos, you get yes, Davalos. I'm a big fan, as we all know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no surprise to me. This is this is what he is. So that's what he is, and that's what you get. There's no step up by him. There's no a new Davalos. The leopards have not changed their spots. That's what you're going to get. But Rattray's huge, huge disappointment. Yeah, but at the same time, if you you go to Vegas and put the odds on. Baggett's out, and those are your two guys that Mitch has left. What are the odds he wins the title this year against Sealy Rocks and Tomac? You'd be like, uh, pretty much slim and none. So yeah. that's your guy. Maybe the results are a little bit Yeah, yeah okay, all right, yeah, all right. But, um, but the memory is short because think of how this bouncing ball goes. Last year, everyone was saying, I can't believe this. What is wrong with Mitch's team? They're going to lose both Supercross titles. And I said um, the year before, the two, same exact two Geico guys, came within three laps of doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Then it was going into outdoors. It's over. Mitch's era sucks. Monster's mad. He doesn't have it. This isn't going to work. And then they win the outdoor title. So that just shows you how quickly this thing goes back yeah. and forth. And there's, yeah. There's, yeah, absolutely. There's no, hey, we've won 35 titles in the last 20 years, so who cares that our results suck right now? Because the industry doesn't even work, work that way. Monsters don't work that way. You just can't work that way. 
Yeah. People freak out. Ugly over there. Corona, yeah. California. Um, but even the Wilson thing, I have to say, yeah, you Wilson for sure is the favorite when the East begins. But even that, even that was just a stroke of luck. They shouldn't have even had him. Right, right. Yeah, they were going in with Durham and Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Is this fair, is it fair to say the weakest pro circuit team we've seen? Like before the before you saw the results before anything going into the season, is this the weakest no. pro circuit lineup we've seen? Only because no. they have Wilson. But no. Wilson, you can't even give them credit for having Wilson. No, they have Tyler Ratchery, who was a points leader last year before he got hurt. Dean Wilson, Blake Baggett, those three are rocks. Super fast. No, no, not. I mean, not talking about Supercross here, not outdoors. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I'm not claiming strongest team ever, but I'm not saying weakest team ever. You know what not I mean? Not with Wilson. I mean, Wilson's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. But they I'm didn't. Not, they didn't plan on Wilson being on the right. team. Right. Yeah, you cannot give them credit for that. That fell under their. He literally was like the stork dropped him off on the doorstep. <laughs> like Anderson. But when you have really no race winners to speak of, other than Wilson, those guys really haven't won Supercrosses per se. Uh, especially titles, going into the season, it's not like you have a guy that's like, yep, that's our guy. Yeah, but what has Geico got besides Tomac? Tomac and Wilson cancel each other out as far as strength. I, they didn't have Wilson. I'm saying uh, in October when they're building their team. Right. This is what they came up with. The Wilson thing was a last-minute deal. Yeah, that was yeah, December. Yeah, yeah, you know? Right. I'm and saying Rack- when you're building well, your team. Yeah. You can't point to a guy on each coast, which Pro Circuit's always kind of been able to do. You know, this is our guy. You know, we should be good. Right. That's all I'm really well, getting at. This is a, another topic for another longer podcast about the the Geico and the TLD amateur programs and sinking that into it and how that's going. And I mean, of course, Adam Cincerello is coming, which we all know. Um, but is that program surpassing? Not surpassing Team Green, but is it working? better than a team green. Well, again, you, you know, we've talked about that a little bit. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. You know what's going to happen, though? <clears throat> now that the playbook's out on that and everybody's doing it, like right. everybody's doing it. Even JDR KTM was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had Zach Bell's brother. Yeah. Star Racing's got a couple of guys. Obviously, Kawasaki's going to have to invest to do the same thing. What, it's going to start getting ridiculous. It's going to start getting to the point where 12-year-olds yeah. who have a 50-50 shot of even being halfway decent are getting rides, and then people are going to be like, I can't believe this guy hasn't panned out. It would be like, well, <laughs> yeah. you, you can't have 15 amateurs every year who are expected to pan out. Like, you can't build every single lights team around yeah. that type of program. Right. So there's going to be a problem soon because everyone's doing it. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, anything else? BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast, presented by ThorMX. ThorMX, the gear of choice for Martin Davalos. Tyler Rattray. Guys that we just finished saying suck. I think Osborne could have been better. I'm just going to throw that in there as yep. a last little point. Clutch problems with Zach Osborne. Yep. Um, at some point, clutch problems developed in the bike. So Yeah, well, I, I just think he rode right. better than, you know, he had a better day than yeah. it's going to look like on paper. He finally started riding during the week now since his crash. So, right. first time. Yeah. Um, anything else? In an hour and forty-five minutes, I sure hope not. <laughs> well, no, it's actually no over, over only an hour twenty of recorded. The other twenty minutes were us uh, mother effing everybody. So oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit record for that part. 
one oh. of these weeks you will, and we're done. <laughs> yes, one of these weeks I will, and then I will have uh, um, I will be mantateoing everybody with bribery <laughs> and everything else. So, all right, guys, uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, Oakland Supercross wrap up on the uh, BTOsports.com Racer X podcast presented by Thorimex. Thanks, guys. Uh, see you next week. See you guys. Later. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.